How about them Cowboys? Yeah! <laughs> Hello, folks. Welcome to episode two of How About Them Cowboys, talking about the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I'm your host, Heath Solo, and uh, shortly, uh, Hispanic Chris will be joining me uh, as we recorded our recap of the Cowboys-Cardinals game on Monday night on September 25th, and we're pre- previewing uh, the Rams come into Dallas this Sunday, October 1st. So we talk a little bit about that, give our predictions and so forth. Again, I uh, want to apologize for the sound quality. Uh, we Again, we have to go through TalkShoe based on our schedules. Uh, we have to record during the day. And actually today, Chris is at work, so he went on his lunch break in his car <laughs> to uh, record with me. Um, once... Stuff gets better. We, we'll try to go through Skype. Uh, have some internet issues, unfortunately, where I am situated. Uh, so the quality isn't the greatest. Again, it's like a phone conversation, but just want to say I apologize for that. But just uh, just some good stuff this week. Uh, remember, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash DVR if you want to become part of our community. And uh, find a bunch of podcasts there inside DJ's DVR. We got uh, Axel Foley starting a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast, which uh, that new show, uh, well, new season on HBO starts October 1st, this Sunday as well. Uh, we got The Deuce going on uh, with Mikey Hull and uh, Jason Bailey. A lot of good stuff planned uh, throughout the uh, throughout the year, so it's a great community. Go to patreon.com slash DVR. You can follow us on the Twitter at DVR Podcast. And also, you can go to dvrpodcast.com for a backlog of episodes if you want to catch up with certain shows and whatnot. So, good win for the Cowboys against the Cardinals. Very excited. Uh, It was a win they needed. It was on the road. A tough place to play, uh, Arizona. Even though Arizona's not as tough, but it still was a good victory for the Cowboys. So, we needed that. And uh, we've got the Rams coming up this Sunday, which can't sleep on the Rams. They're playing well. They're 2-1. And, one. and uh, we stop the run and control the ball. I think the Cowboys will come out victorious. All right. Well, that's it for me. Enjoy the podcast as we recorded live uncut. Occasionally, you may hear Hispanic Chris. I don't know. He was fighting off. I think he was hanging out with Jerry Jones. Uh, and they were passing around a flask or something. But uh, <laughs> but it's good. Uh, Chris brought it this week. Uh, I think I brought it. You know, I, I always try to bring it here at the DVR Podcasting Network. But uh, enjoy the podcast. And uh, how about them Cowboys? Talk Recorded live. How about them Cowboys? Yeah! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to How About Them Cowboys, a podcast devoted to the Dallas Cowboys. We are part of the DVR Podcasting Network. Right now, uh, we're not on iTunes yet, but if you want to listen to us, you can go to patreon.com slash DVR, or, yeah, that, that sounds good. And you can follow us on the Twitter, the whole network, at DVR Podcast. And uh, I think that's all the information, Chris. Uh, is there any other information I'm missing? Or, you know, where are you? Man, I'm in Dallas, Dallas, Texas. 
Oh, how about the oh, Cowboys in Dallas, Texas? So we, I've been hearing all the good and bad and all the great stuff and fun stuff about the Cowboys and craziness. And it's just a fun city to live in. Actually, I live in, in Arlington, but that's actually where the stadium is. So that's cool. That's right. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, we did our first podcast. We ended minutes before, actually, second, actually, we ended around the kickoff of the Monday night game on the yeah. 25th, where the Cowboys defeated the Cardinals 28-17, and of course, I predicted, I was off by one point, I predicted 27-17. to How, how yeah, magical good. is that? That was that was nice. It was a nice prediction, and uh, I was glad you made it, it worked out that way. You know. Yeah. And it was a good well, game. It was a good game for the Cowboys, and uh, it's solid performance by pretty much everybody. Of course, it was the Cardinals. But uh, yeah, but you know what? In the past, we've had trouble going to Arizona and playing. Not when they used to play at Sun Devil Stadium. But when they uh, – the new stadium, I remember I think it was 2009, I want to say. No, 08. I think it was 08 where we went in there. We lost an overtime game. We lost on a block punt by some guy who went to Brown University. I forget his name, but he was a great special teams player. We lost, yeah. And in that game, Tony Romo got hurt. We lost our punter. We lost, we lost – <laughs> I mean, we've struggled there. So even though – Granted, the Cardinals aren't as strong as a lot of experts thought this year. I, it was still a good victory because it's a road win. We would have been one and two had we lost. And the way the game started, <laughs> I wasn't too happy. We give up, you know, <laughs> a long touchdown drive, and I'm like, oh, yeah. no. And then we couldn't get our offense moving at all. We couldn't run. Dak was off. And then um, the Cardinals score again to go up what seemed to be would have been 14 nothing, but it was a flag on the play, and then they missed the field goal, and it was only 7 nothing. And at the half, it was 7-7, and then the Cowboys just went into third gear uh, in the second half where Dak, that run, do you like that run Dak had where he, like, did an old Super Bowl twenty Jim McMahon into the goal into the end zone around the goal line? I was like, oh yeah. no, don't get hurt. Yeah, I was, yeah, well that's what I was thinking too. Don't get hurt, but yeah, I liked his gutsy uh, run there. It was, it was pretty awesome. And of course, with the with the Cardinals, like you're saying, I mean, uh, I guess Fitzgerald is the one that you really have to be careful with. I mean, he's the one that really uh, had some yards on the on uh, on the game for the Cardinals. And uh, it's always fun playing the Cardinals, especially when you go. I, I think it's more fun when they go play in Arizona. I mean, I, I, of course, I like them when they play at home, but sometimes <laughs> when it's Arizona, uh, when they play the Cardinals at Arizona, you see a lot of uh, Cowboys fans in the stadium. So it's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's, and I don't know, something about playing in Arizona seems to be kind of fun for the Cowboys. I mean, they usually have good games there, but yeah. I, I see what you're saying, too. You, you never know. You know, they they still got some good threats. But what about uh, DeMarcus, man? DeMarcus uh, Lawrence, playing like man. DeMarcus Ware. Yeah. He he tore it up. I mean, granted, sure they, won, 
they want to say the, you know, oh, the Cardinals line isn't as good. I, I don't care. We haven't done that against bad lines or good lines. It doesn't matter. But Demarcus Lawrence, he should have had four and a half sacks, but he had three and a half sacks, uh, yeah. like six QB hits, some impressures, and he just, man, he, him and Malik Collins, he had a great game, Malik Collins, and he yeah. had two sacks. I mean, they they were getting a pass rush. Look what happens when you get a pass rush. Wow. And uh, the 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 rookie uh, Jordan Lewis, kid out of Michigan, third round pick, uh, number like number twenty seven. Yeah, number 27. He he played great for his only second game. He missed all the training camp with bad hamstring. He came in against Denver, played decent, and got his first interception. And then he was he was awesome. He got beat on one play, but Palmer missed the receiver, which could have been ugly. But, man, uh, what, I, I mean, I love seeing these youngsters come in and playing well. What, did you just fall off a cliff? What what was that noise? (laughs) Well, what did you hear? Did you hear something funny? Yeah, I thought thought Jerry Jones was passing you a flask in the back (laughs) of your car or something. No, no. I do have the – I am in the the car just so I can – you know, sometimes in the office people walk by and they're talking and I want to – even though I have an office and I can close the door, uh, you know how the – they don't make the walls like they used to. (laughs) <laughs> dedication, man. You can hear everything. You know, people close their doors, and you can still hear them arguing. You know, what do you mean you want me to pick up? You know, I'm not picking him up. It's your turn. I mean, <laughs> arguments with family members and say, "Oh my goodness." So, but yeah, I figured I'll, I'll go into the car, and I'll be one of those. You know, those parking lot people. They go into the car to eat their lunch. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I know what a parking lot know. is. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. But yeah, I got the window cracked just to get some. Uh, it's pretty quiet here, though. Not that bad. There's some, a few pigeons. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's good. Back to hey, the game. Uh, hey, but no, you're right. Uh, Demarcus, uh, he's actually been doing good. Uh, uh, the all the games this year, you know, he's uh, he's had some sacks in the previous games as well, and and he's been just uh, developing even more and more this year. So it's going to be exciting to watch him play. Uh, the coming game, especially the really tough games, to see uh, how much he'll break into. Because, yeah, we've been needing that pass rush for a long time, and, and it's nice to see him him getting there. Yeah, he leads the NFL with six and a half sacks through uh, three weeks, which, yeah. you know, the the only bad yeah. thing is it's his contract year. <laughs> so we're going to have to probably yeah, that- pay him. That's the, big first we, that's the first thing everybody started talking about. Are we going to be able to keep him, you know? Because, uh, you know, not that we all wish that, you know, hey, we're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Every year we say that. But we also talk about, okay, if, if this might take at least two or three times before uh, Dak really gets uh, to his peak where he's perfect everywhere and cutting everybody up that we hope that's going to happen in the future. Uh, we hope it happens this year. But if it doesn't, you know, you know, we'd like to keep the people around him, uh, especially uh, someone like Demarcus, and, and they're already starting to talk about it. And they're yeah, <laughs> we'll Jerry, probably lose, Jerry, we'll probably lose them. <laughs> no, 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 no. I uh, hope Jerry, because we still got to pay uh, Romo, right? The, the money that they're talking about, do we still have to pay Romo? Uh, yeah, it um. The, what, what is they it, like dead? 10 million or 12 million that's on the cap? I don't know what it is. 
crazy. Yeah, it, because they released him as a June 1 um, release, it's basically his cap hit accelerates, but because they did that June 1, you can it's over two years. So he was going to have like a 20-something million hit this year. They uh, split it up. So, yeah, so I think it was, yeah, like a 10 million hit this year and like a 9 million hit next year. Depend, I think his guaranteed money uh, right. basically accelerates because when you sign someone, uh, the guaranteed money, which is kind of the known as the signing bonus, what they do is they give a decent base salary, they give a higher guaranteed signing bonus, and then you can spread that over the length of the contract so it allows the cap figure to be cheaper. However, usually uh, with Ro- in Romo's instance, his cap figure just went up and went up. So he was, you know, la- last year he he had a pretty big uh, cap, but because Dax was so low, it kind of balanced out. But yeah, we we got some dead money, and hopefully the cap will go up next year. But they'll man, they'll find a way to keep Demarcus Lawrence. He was we traded up in the second round to get him in the draft a few years ago uh, out of Boise State. Uh, they took a chance. He had some injuries, and he, he, he played well. But now he looks like he's just, man, he's just been our best defensive player. Uh, so we'll find a way to keep him. Hey, man, what, we, we didn't talk about it in the first episode, but what yeah. about this kid, kid Jalen Smith? Uh, rookie out of Notre Dame, he injured his – knee, I mean, it was like nerve damage and all this. He was going to be a top five pick. Cowboys drafted him in the second round. He sat out a year, and now he's a starting middle linebacker, and uh, he's just been he's been a, a ball hawk. He's been at the point of attack. He's making plays. I mean, it's just, just something we really needed, and he's improving every game. What do you think about number 54? Yeah, I mean, not at all, man. He's just he's developing as well, and Man, uh, I hope that that it, it's uh, kind of you know when you got one player doing that great, that, you know, like Demarcus, and then you got Smith starting to do as well, and you know it kind of uh, motivates the other front, you know. And uh, what were they? Were they were rushing only three players uh, a yeah. lot in the game, and they yeah. were still getting to them, you know. So uh, Smith, uh, Lawrence. And the other players, I mean, I mean, it's going to be great to see if they continue to develop, and 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 it, it could be a fun, fun year for the defense, especially the front line, and uh, and all that kind of stuff kind of just motivates the the other players in the defensive. Uh, yeah, you know, they um secondary as well. So we'll see, man. It's going to be exciting to watch the defense this year, and the previous years, I think. I mean, but, but, I mean, of course, they've lost some players, but it's exciting to see young players, you know, play this caliber, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly. so exciting. You're like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, really? Wow. You know, and it's like, that's him? He didn't play that good that, you know, two years ago, but now he's developed, he's been good, and it's just fun to watch you know, these young guys really finally getting their, their act yeah, you, and playing yeah. so good. You make a great point, Chris. Um, yeah, for a while there, they were they were basically uh, rushing three linemen, two linebackers, and six defensive backs. And I, I I'll be honest, I I don't think once they went to that and they were getting pressure with only rushing three, which again we haven't done that since I, I don't even remember when. But, you know, 
the pass rush like that. But it it was working, and, and, and Carson Palmer showed his age. He was getting hurried and throwing some bad passes. Sean Lee was playing great. The only thing about Sean Lee, I was so worried because he, he's been injury prone. The last uh, last season and the season before, uh, two seasons before he was healthy, uh, the year we we tanked in between there, he was, I believe, out for the season. But um, we had lost him early in training camp. But he hurt his hamstring. He's going to be a game-time decision on Sunday. So we don't have Sean Lee, and with Anthony Hitchens being out, that could hurt us against the Rams coming up Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if he's he's doing okay. I'm not sure if he's on the injured list. I, I was just kind of looking at some of the the top headlines, but I think he's mm-hmm. okay right now, and he should he should be there for the Rams. But yeah, you definitely want to keep an eye on him and make sure he's healthy. Um, and the Rams. Yeah, day, I. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you can go to DallasCowboys.com. They, they, they have the best information. And uh, keep an eye out if you're in tune, whether Sean Lee practices today or is limited. Uh, he's probably going to – they got rid of – on the injury report, they got rid of probable, which they just go to questionable, doubtful, and out. Uh, so hopefully, you know, you get a lot of people. Anyone who's got, like, a twinge, whether, you know, they'll be questionable. But, yeah, like Chris said, keep an eye on that. And uh, Sunday, hopefully he'll play. Um, I'm going to check out the uh, lunch, uh, the break, the Cowboys break, the podcast, listen to them today, and uh, see uh, any new news on whether Sean Lee, if he's probably limited or didn't practice, but uh, I'm sure he's a tough dude. I'm sure he'll play. Yeah. But you never know know with that hammy. Yeah. I mean, and as far as the Rams, I mean, they're uh, one of those teams that that could win, but really, if, if they play like they're like their best, uh, they'd probably still lose. I think is what I can tell. But uh, if uh, Dallas isn't able to stop their running game, then mm-hmm. it, it's possible that they could sneak a win in Dallas. And yeah. I wouldn't sleep on the Rams this week. Right. Uh, Todd Gurley, it, but yeah, yeah. If Todd Gurley can run the, if they can run now, Jared Goff, he's a young quarterback. So I'm um, hopefully Rob Marinelli, our defensive coordinator, will uh, disguise some packages and maybe blitz a little more. Cause, and uh, but you, you're right. I think the key, the Rams got a good defense, but they can be beat. Got to stop Aaron Donald up in the middle, but Frederick Martin and the boys should be able to do that. Uh, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I think the key is to stop Todd Gurley, uh, which we've been doing very well against the run. Granted, David Johnson was hurt with the Cardinals. He wasn't in there. But Chris Johnson and Andre Ellington, we stopped. I mean, we held them to very few yards. Uh, but if we could stop Gurley, make Goff beat you, and then uh, let's see see what can happen. Hopefully uh, – I think Goff is uh, due to throw some picks. We need some turnovers. There was no turnovers by the Cardinals or the Cowboys on the Monday night game. Uh, we need some turnovers at home. Let's let's. We need to bury the Rams. I don't want to. I don't want another close game. I'm, I'm like, uh, we need that uplifting victory because, of course, the following week the Green Bay Packers come to town. I know. Yeah. So and 
So yeah, I mean, uh, I think what also was helping the the Cowboys uh, if the, to beat the Rams is I don't like their uniforms, man. I don't like the white and the blue. <laughs> I never liked that. But they started that what two years ago or a year ago? The Rams uh, uniforms. Well, um, okay. Do you like it? I don't like it. It's no, I don't. I don't like. No, I like I hate the old school Rams. 70s yeah, uniform. They should I mean they should have kept the colors. If you want to change something, okay, change some design or something, you know, I don't know what. Make it look cool, <laughs> you know. Like the Falcons kept their colors and then they changed their Falcon, you know? They made the yeah. Falcon look cool on their helmet and you know. Uh but they kept the colors. Don't change don't go I think they went back to like nineteen sixty eight colors. I don't know what they did. Because the white well, it just doesn't look good. It's it's kinda of tacky, I don't know. Yeah, it, it yeah, I think it was it, their retro 60s, you know, it's, it's what it looks like. Um yeah. I like the I like the old school like 70s like the it's almost like not dark blue, but the light blue in the ram is actually yellow and not gold. I lo- love those uniforms. Yeah. Those are cool. Yeah, those are cool. Those are so cool in the 70s that even in t- I mean, I would see friends that and, uh, of course, they, back then they would go to the Super Bowl, too. But I would see friends at high school, or not in high school, it was like in junior high. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, <laughs> not in high school. When you were in high school. Elementary <laughs> school, I saw a guy right, wear right, the, right. the, the Rams jerseys and stuff. Because they were cool jerseys, man. They had cool colors. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because they didn't really change it until they moved to St. Louis. Then they went with more of the gold, and it looked okay. But when they yeah. bring back, when they bring back the old school ones, I like it. I don't know. It just it, hey, we're nostalgic, you know. We're grown men <laughs> yeah. who always always look back at the past when you know life was great, right? <laughs> yeah, life is great. But you know what? I mean, not not to put too much emphasis on, on like color of uniforms, but I think it does make a, a difference. I mean, not maybe attitude, you know, because there's all these types of uh, surveys and and tests that they do on like colors. Like certain colors will make you feel certain ways. Like why most buildings, especially in the basement, you see a lot of khaki colors in the walls because it supposedly calms people down. I don't know what it is. And obviously, if you see a big old red wall, it, it excites people. It like makes can make you angry or something. There's different emotions. So it's like uh, any time I would see the Cowboys play the Pittsburgh Steelers when I was a kid, it was just something about it. You just hated the Steelers, and of course they hated the Cowboys. So it was just one of those things. It was great, great uh, football players. And you know the Redskins are all red, and the Cowboys are all white and blue, whatever. So that was fun. And I think it does have some. So we're gonna see a game where you got the Cowboys probably wearing blue jerseys or white jerseys, but then you got the other guys wearing blue and white with the red. It's just not. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's gonna look fun to watch. I think we need to go back to radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So we can't see and we, anything. And we may, and we may just go back to radio the way the NFL is having uh, controversy <laughs> this week. I know. And last week is crazy, man. What do you think about the? Now the Cowboys didn't kneel, or they kneeled before the anthem. We were even talking about it last time. They were kneeling right before the anthem, but then they stood for the anthem and locked arms. With and, and that yeah. Was, I guess it was trying to be different or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, because we were, um, you know, uh, we were recording the podcast, and uh, that was on, but with no audio. So, you know, I'm getting texts from people, oh, they kneeled or whatever. It was like, no, they actually, they they stand in unison, like you said. They knelt, they kneeled down together, got up, and that was before Jordan Sparks sang the anthem. So they did something different. They were unified. They did express, hey, kneeling, we're unified, kneeling, but we're not kneeling during the anthem. And a lot of people were, I guess, were on Twitter and stuff going, oh, the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, what are you doing? I, yeah, I think they, they did it perfectly. They didn't disrespect the flag, but at the same time, they showed unity and they and they all knelt together to, you know, a form of equality. And you know, you know, honestly, this protest that's going on with the anthems and you know, with the anthem and everything, this is the most peaceful protest I think in the history. <laughs> It's like, but man, you people are going crazy. They're booing players for yeah, you know. It's just, oh man, and you know what? And do you think it affected teams because the Steelers lost to the Bears? Uh, you know, we started off kind of not playing. I mean, the emotion and the whole aspect of everyone worrying about what teams are going to do during the anthem. I wonder if it has affected play early in the game and got into people's heads. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's affecting some teams. It's affecting more than others. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, the way I, I see, it, I mean, it's for starters, this is ridiculous. I mean, come on, this is why? Why even bother with uh, protesting the the anthem and the flag? I mean, do something different. It, it's like uh, if if uh, to me, I look at it as like, you know, it's your mom's birthday. You need to be at your mom's birthday and sing happy birthday. It's the American flag. You should stand and respect the American and respect the anthem. And then go mm-hmm. back to, you know, once the, that's a one, the 60 seconds. After the 60 seconds is gone, yeah, go back into doing what, what you want to protest about or, you know, you go to the courthouse and protest, you, you know, try to pass laws. I mean, that's when we live in a country where you pass laws and, 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 and march and, and do all that stuff. But the national anthem has nothing to do with it. It's just like a totally different thing. It's like, you know, we live in America. We stand for these rights, freedom of rights, and it's, it's all about freedom. The whole thing is about freedom that everybody has rights and freedoms under the American flag. That's it. And then for 60 seconds, you respect that, just like your mom. For 60 seconds, you respect her, and you sing happy birthday, and it's over. I mean, That's, over. that's all you give your mom, 60 seconds, and then you're I'm done just saying, I'm just saying, no, this, is how, this is how I see it, and this is how I think a lot yeah, of people yeah. see it who are upset. They're like, this has nothing to do with your you know, your uh, 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 politics, you know. So you have issues with some things that are going on in your city, in your town, in your country. We have ways to go about doing those things and, and, and passing laws or, or getting people together, organized, so you can go against certain things that you don't believe in that are happening in your, in your city or your town or your state. Hence, this whole thing started because of the police brutality. Well, there's been stuff, there's been stuff like that all over the country where they 
you know, try to pass things and try to get people to see what's going on in the community or whatever, if it's really going on, if it's really happening. So, I mean, that's, it's just so different. And now it's become this, this big thing. And I think it's a, 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 it's a deeper issue where it's more like uh, which, which kind of society does our country want to follow? Is it a capitalist or socialistic society? And not to go into it too deep, but really, I mean, when when you can be when you're able to make a whole uh, industry like the NFL kneel because one person wants them to kneel, that's scary because you know a lot of those guys didn't want to kneel, but they did it because they didn't want to be called a racist. You know, because the second you do that, you say, "Oh, well, you're a racist." But you're not a racist. You're just respecting the American anthem. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just gotten so twisted. But that's what I believe we're having. And it's showing, it, it, it's coming on TV. And I think it, uh, in many ways, there's a doc, all kinds of different stories that are going around. And you see what's going on. I mean, okay, the Green Bay Packers, they actually stood with their arms locked and they asked the fans to do the same, to stand with them. And unity, that's another crazy unity. I mean, what are you talking about, unity? You're a team. You're supposed to be united. You're supposed to be united. You're a football team. It's like so crazy. But they, they asked the fans to, to do the same thing. And so they can. It was funny because the the uh, the TV stations, they, they panned the fans for just a second. And you know why they only panned it for just a second? Because nobody was doing it. Because uh, this is Green Bay, man. Green Bay fans. I mean, they're patriotic fans. They're not going to do what you want to. You could tell them what to do, whatever. They're not going to do whatever. And so you panned it, and they were like, oh, none of them were doing it. It was like just a handful. And even the ones that were doing it were Chicago fans. They were, they were the ones that <laughs> But they're from Chicago. Uh, Chicago, is, I mean, they'll do anything hey. you'll tell them to do. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, you're right, though. It has gotten skewed. It has turned from you know Colin Kaepernick kneeling to you know just it just has blown up into this big thing, and then they even talking like with the NBA, what are they gonna do? You know, and I'm just like, oh man, I you know honestly, uh, not a big political person, but probably I've kept my ear to the ground a lot more with what's going on with our country probably than I ever have because it's it's there, and you know I'm concerned for my family's well-being, my friends and our country and people. And I just, you know, I don't want chaos to freaking happen where we have like a civil war again or something like that. But right. again, this is how about them Cowboys. But uh, exactly. Honestly though, it, it, it's, I watch football. I like, I want to escape. I want to enjoy three hours of a game and I just want to worry about the game and what's going on. And, you know, it's tough when, I use football as an escape just to, you know, get away from the daily stresses and everything. And then I'm getting more stressed out about the national anthem. And I'm like, I I don't want this stress. It's like watching season one of 24. I don't want to be stressed. Come on, Jack Bauer, save us. I know. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's it's going to be interesting to see because I read some stuff that, uh, let's see, the the Denver, okay, as far as I know, the Denver Broncos and the Cowboys have already came out and said, this Sunday we're going to stand. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that really okay. happens. The other teams haven't really come out. Uh, I heard, I read something about, I think, the Kansas City Chiefs 
they went to their owners, some of the players went to and they uh, talked about how they didn't like uh, kneeling. You know, some of them didn't want to kneel. But you know, like I said earlier, they do it because they don't want to be marked as as, as uh, racist or something. Because that's what they put you on. The second you don't believe in something, you know, you're racist. But it's not true. You're not racist. You just that's you know believe in something different. Yeah. Make you anything. Um, so I read some of that, and and the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, they're they're so messed up. I don't know what's going to happen with them. They got all kinds of problems with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting. I think it's not good for the team. It's not good for any team. You know, you better play football, have a great time. You make millions and millions of dollars doing something that you could never do in any other country in the world. So I would enjoy it uh, while you can. Um, the stuff, political stuff, it should be, you know, somewhere else. You should, you know, you have a marketplace uh, uh, where you can go and you can express your views uh, that you feel that are being uh, they're being heard or they're they're not being heard, you know, by the community. But there's a place to go and do that. And at a football game, I, you know, I just think you just, you're, messing, you're dealing with something totally different. It's time to relax. Let's have fun together. And we've, we've agreed to say, hey, let's cut. Even though we're from different walks of life, different nationalities, different beliefs, whatever, we've all agreed to come under this place and say, hey, let's have a good time. You know, we're all humans here, and we can have a great time. Just the other day here up here in North Texas, some kids have started to kneel at their football game. So at high school, so this is getting, this is starting to get Yeah, it's trickling down it's, everywhere. It's yeah. trickling down. So it's like we're going to have to come out with some kind of way of stating that, hey, let's just play football because it's going to get worse if they don't, you know, start to put it in, in, its, in its right uh, proper place, in my view. But yeah. then again, I'm, no, ready I... to, I'm ready to listen to it on the radio. If it ends up being with it's only – you know, not be able to, <laughs> remember the days? I don't know. Remember the days? But I used to listen to it on the radio when I was a kid all the time. It was, it was a lot of fun. You know, but yeah. We well, don't want to let's. That yeah, we we we've talked about it. If if it still becomes a major issue where different things happens, we'll cover it. Uh, but for the most part, let's just in, enjoy the games and. Uh, you know, hopefully it, it'll all work itself out. And just all we have to do, you know, all that needs to be done is the president needs to stop uh, tweeting idiotic <laughs> things. And, uh, you know. Yeah, man. You know, that, I know. And, he, and he's attacking the NFL business. You know, it's just, it's, oh, my gosh. People forget you know, he was, uh, I don't know. He destroyed you know, everything... the USFL in the 80s. Oh, yeah. People I remember forget that. about that. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. He wanted to move it to the fall to compete against the NFL, and uh, he lost out. He won his court case, but he won $1. Uh, there's a great documentary, a 30 for 30, called Small Potatoes. Uh, kind of hits the USFL. And actually, the guy used to work for Trump who's doing the documentary interviews Trump, and it, 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 it's hilarious. Uh, yes. if, if you got to watch it. If you haven't seen it yet, it's a joke. But, uh, yeah, it the is, old I mean, New Jersey General. Yeah, it's a good uh, 30 for 30. Yeah, so, yeah, one of the better ones. I mean, I mean, uh, most thirty for thirties are great. I I, I love those. Um, great documentaries. My boy Bill Simmons was part of the creator of that series before he left ESPN, and great job. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I love, uh, you know. You know, I don't know if you listen. Do you listen to the uh, Bill Simmons podcast at the Ringer? He used to do the BS report for ESPN and then uh, no. started the Ringer. Oh, it's great. I have, Him been, and I have been listening to the – they have a 30 for 30 podcast, which is actually Yeah, amazing. yeah, that's good, yeah. Well, I love it because for like 10 years now, uh, Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal from the Jimmy Kimmel Show, they do – a, a weekly podcast and they guess the lines of each football game and they talk about the NFL. It, it's hilarious. It's, 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 I love them. The two of them have such good chemistry. It's pretty funny. Uh, a lot of good humor. They, they get down a brass tacks and they talk about, um, you know, the games and stuff. It's, it's one of my favorite segments on the, on the, uh, Bill Simmons podcast. I love listening to that. So anyway, that's just my, that's my like little treat. They release it on Monday usually. And so I, for an hour, for an hour, I'm like cracking up because I love both those guys. Anyway, um, remember, we're uh, apologize for the sound quality. Me and Chris have to do this remotely from Texas and California through TalkShoe. Uh, so bear with us. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash DVR if you want to listen to you know this podcast and want to donate and become part of our community. And we have tons of other podcasts on the website about Game of Thrones, Inside DJ's DVR. We got all kinds, all kinds of goodies out there. Axel uh, is going to be starting a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast, which comes out October 1st on HBO. Another 10-episode uh, run of Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. So I can't wait to listen to that podcast. It'll be interesting how uh, they dive into that. And, uh, uh, it, enthusiasm. What's enthusiasm? What's that about? Yeah, every time someone says enthusiasm, you know what I think about uh, Robert De Niro and and The Untouchables. <laughs> you remember that scene? Oh enthusiasm. yeah, oh yeah, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> now, if you said Kirby or enthusiasm, it would it wouldn't have the same ring to it. Okay, right? okay. it's not a mean thing, <laughs> right? Gotcha. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have. Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, it's like it's basically like George Costanza, the character of George Costanza, which was based on Larry David. It's basically him getting into crazy situations, and it cracks me up. I never get it; never gets old for me. So I'm glad they brought it back. So look forward to that new podcast. Cool. Uh, um, oh, uh, before we go, I wanted to just say. So Zeke Elliott against the Cardinals uh, ran the we ran the ball 22 times got 80 yards he had a little more but then he lost like five yards at the end of the game and scored a big touchdown um, we haven't the running game hasn't been as dominant as it was last year uh, it, maybe with the off the field stuff with Zeke and I just uh, you know I wonder we've been playing some good defensive fronts but man it just uh, I hope we can. Re- get that running game going early because early on it was going okay. Uh, but in the second half, you know, where Zeke really starts to wear people down, uh, he started running the ball better. But that concerns me against the Rams. I really, we really need on our end, ball control, establish the run and go up early and then just keep running them down their throats. But, uh, so we do need that. And, 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 and Dak, the way he, he didn't throw the ball that much this past week, but he was efficient. Uh, Got to get Cole Beasley involved more. Eh? Cole hasn't been, yeah. uh, hasn't been hey, the, uh, you know. Is it just up. me or does, Dak, Dak does pretty good when he's uh, 
on the run when he's done does that, those rollouts. Oh yeah. yeah I mean yeah. he's he's been uh hitting them the marks, I don't know what it is, and, and he may just be one of those guys that, that likes to do that, but it's nice that he can do that. So and as far as Zeke, I don't know, do you think we were I mean he's a great running back. Let's just put he's a he's, I don't know about great, but he's a good running back right now. We'll we'll see how great he is as, as time progresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh do you think we were we were wishing so much because we saw how great he did last year against, you know, good teams, some good, some not so good. And then, they, you know, they commercialized him right away, you know, because they're in the commercials and he's over there eating stuff in the commercials, like, you know, he's eating, you know, yards. And so did we put a lot of a lot of stuff on him, like a, like a wish, like we're wishing that he's really going to be great or – he hasn't developed yet. What do you think? Do you think he's he's going to get better as time progresses, or is it just this is it? I mean, because I to me I see him run and I see him. He needs a hole. He needs something to to give him a, a little get to to be able to break into the backfield. I mean, into the into the uh, field. Uh, he's not one of those running backs who can just bust through the line that I can see, and. Or is it just I'm not I'm I'm, I'm wishing no um no you well okay uh I I'll disagree with you a little bit and agree with yeah, you yeah okay no so, I'm, okay I want, I want somebody to tell me oh maybe you're not looking at this right in yeah time. no he um okay this this is what's been going on as a rookie he leads the NFL in rushing like yeah. <laughs> so the expectations were so high after having an unbelievable year like that and then with yeah. the off field problems and stuff. Uh, he the what I'm seeing from the first three games. Well, he had a great run where he he hit the hole. Guy was about to grab him. He cut, got away yes. from him, and then scampered for 30 yards. Um, yes. The problem when he's losing yards because he's one of those runners. What the difference is right now this year and last year, the penetration is there. There's like three guys around him, and last year that wasn't happening too often. And maybe he'd only get a one, looks like a one yard run. It'd be a four yard run. Next thing you know, it's second and six, and, and that's not happening right now. When he's getting stopped, he's losing yardage, or maybe just getting one because they're keying on the run. They're putting eight men in the box. They're and they're penetrating. Our run blocking hasn't been the greatest uh, this yeah. season so far. But having said that, I think it will improve. Because uh, they're going to get stronger, and now they're playing together. And remember, again, I hate this. What sucks about the NFL right now is the first few weeks are hit or miss because these guys they're practicing or not practicing. They're not playing preseason, so the offensive line as a cohesive unit. Remember, we got Chaz Green playing left guard. He hasn't played. He was a backup tackle last year and was hurt, so he's he's new. And um, so we'll wait and see. I, I'm not going to call Zeke great because one season doesn't make you great. I mean, he had a great year last year, but to come an elite running back, uh, I know in fantasy, oh, he's one of the top guys or whatever. But let's see let's see what happens. But I think um, he can break tackles, And but when three or four guys are coming at you, no one can. Maybe Barry Sanders once in a while, Walter Payton and Jim Brown playing against a bunch of white guys. But 
<laughs> he's a small white guy, but uh, <laughs> back in the day. But no, Jim Brown was fantastic. Uh, no, no matter what era, Jim Brown still would have been great. But so we'll oh, see. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to put the elite tag on him yet. So he had an elite season last year. Let's see with adversity how he can tackle that. Uh, no pun intended, because we don't want him to get tackled. But uh, you know, I I think he'll be fine. Once I think honestly, once this court thing, the suspension thing is resolved, and get, either get it out of the way or if he serves it next year. That's what I think. Because, you know, believe it or not, you're like, oh, these players, they're professionals, but they're also human, and he's a young man, and he's made some stupid mistakes, and he needs to own up to it, serve his suspension, right. and, and, and improve your life, and don't make and, and learn from Jason Witten, uh, and, and, and conduct yourself as a professional and as a human being. Having said that, right. once it's past him, I think we – because uh, Monday is – I guess the next hearing or whatever to see if he's going to get suspended, you know, this season or next. So I think that, that I think needs to get resolved because whether it's contract issues, off the field problems, stuff like that, he doesn't look like he has the same energy as he did last year. Right. Yeah. And I think it's got a lot, lot to do with it. So as soon as that's cleared up, I think he'll definitely spark something in him to to really go for it. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, you make sense. I do. <laughs> okay, good. I hope I hope I do. All right, man. So go Cowboys. All right. and let's go. I'll talk to you go later. Cowboys. Bye. You no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I know you're on your lunch break. Yeah, you yeah I'm on my lunch break. So yeah, let's uh, wrap it up. Let's uh, do some predictions and final words. You have the floor, my good All man. Right. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys uh, gonna win. I'll say by man, you know, I hope it's like you said, you were saying, I hope they just uh, crush the Rams and it'd be a great way to just come home and do that. So I'd say, yeah, win by like, I don't know, maybe 14. Mm -hmm. That would be great. Win by two touchdowns. That'd be awesome. All right. I'm going to go. My prediction, I'm going to say Cowboys 38, Rams 17. They're going to win by three touchdowns. Okay, three. Well, did I do I that do math like right? So, uh, well, <laughs> I said two. Yeah, yeah. You guys, all right. I hope yours, yours comes out better. Yours, yours is always better. Well, Let's okay, the one time. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I predicted it. Yeah, well, uh, you know, my prediction. Okay. Um, hopefully that's what will happen. We need that. But I, I, I like real quick. I like what you're saying about Dak rolling out. He definitely he's so strong in his lower body, and he does roll out well. I mean, you can't do it all the time because it's just you know not yeah, the way. Hurt. But when yeah, but when he does, man, you're right. I mean, he had that long uh, touchdown to Bryce Butler. That was on a rollout. Um, and, and and real quick before we go, we got to talk about that Des touchdown. God, he dragged like five dudes with him, and then Travis Frederick came in and pounded him. I mean, I didn't, it didn't look like he scored, but they could, yeah. it was pretty close. But I don't I don't care. It looked good to me. About time something goes right for Dez on a, with an official calling it, because yeah, they always say he uh, doesn't make catches. Michael Irvin, he, he, he posted on Twitter real, like it's the second he had made that uh, that run, uh, Dez, and, and he was like, that's my, that's how you I think he said something like, "That's how you wear 88." 
or something like that. Or that's how yeah. you do ADHD. You know, he has ADHD. Playmaker, so baby. Playmaker. That's how you. That's how you use that 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 number. <laughs> so that was great to see him uh, comment on that. That was fun. Gotta love Mike. Cool, man. He knows his stuff. All right, brother. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. Um, again, go to patreon.com slash DVR or, and uh, support us. And you can listen to the podcast there. Eventually, we will be on iTunes, so you can uh, listen that way in a, in a different podcast. As Chris, I don't know what, what's going on with him. He's, he's getting attacked by a Sonic employee. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, brother. I, I appreciate right. you uh, taking the time so we could talk about the game. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll figure out a day. And we'll, what we'll do is we'll try to uh, get a certain day where we talk about the games. You know, it's always based on what the Cowboys, like, they're not going to be playing on Monday. I think that was the only Monday night game of the season. So it's pretty much going to be Sundays or Thanksgiving or stuff like that. So we'll, we'll try to We'll come at you each week. We'll figure out. We'll try to get a steady day that works best for us. Uh, we might do some Sundays. It may, you know, change here and there based on our schedules. But bear with think, us. And maybe it's like if we try to just uh, get try to do one before the game, before the next game. You know, like we'll always try to do something before. That would be great if we figure something out there. So you know. Yeah. The, yeah. The only we can problem predict, with me, so we can predict, but the only problem with that is. It's so early on the West Coast. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's uh, the only thing. <laughs> the queen of my household is usually sleeping at that time, so I don't want to project my voice, you know, you know, because my voice travels throughout the mansion. So, uh, but we'll figure it out. Like if it's we'll a one o'clock late game, we could do we could do it before there. We'll we'll figure it out. We're get, we're trying to gain our footing, and uh, you know, having a lot of fun doing this. So we'll uh, we'll figure it all out. So. All right, my brother. Well, thank you once again. And uh, go Cowboys, baby. How about them Cowboys? Go Cowboys. Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Hell yeah.